Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. How's everyone doing today? I hope everyone is having a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, a wonderful whatever and wherever you're doing right now. Um, let's do introductions real quick. Y'all know me. I'm Jose. This is Walt. This is a Eli who has a cold. Yeah. Okay. Just putting that out there, right? Yeah. Now. Just putting it out there. He'll sound a little sniffly a- today, but it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, we're missing two of our hosts because they are out of country, right? Yeah. Well, AJ is 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 uh off visiting well, yeah. some someone. Uh He's out of well, he's not out of the country, but he's out of the it's continental not, yeah. United States. And where's Wolfie? Actually, I didn't, I didn't know he was out of the country right now. I know he's been traveling. Yeah, he's um he's coaching uh, Amanda Serrano, who uh, for boxing boxing fans out there, Dope. um, she is one of the best female boxers in history, who's transitioning into a MMA. Uh, career oh, she's doing jujitsu she's doing uh kickboxing and so she he was cornering her for an mma fight which she won in spectacular fashion um a standing guillotine within seconds of the of the start of the fight Man, so i didn't know that she Damn. is yeah, she is two zero and one in her mma career so wolfie um, man you gotta tell me this stuff bro that's amazing that's amazing. Listen, Wolfie busy, was hanging though. with Roy. Yeah, he was hanging with Roy Jones Jr. So you know the man is having fun. Yeah, I mean, quick plug for Wolfie. Got to do it. The Dojo NYC. Y'all got to check it out. He's one of our sponsors, being on the podcast. It's a great small business. It's a great little school. Not a little school, but it's a great school um, for jujitsu and other persuasions. Um, y'all should check it out. The Dojo NYC dot com and he's a great guy and a great trainer and man that's amazing he's training amanda serrano she's probably going to do really really well because his ground game is sick he teaches a yeah. great ground game so well he's he's also teaching her kickboxing so she's getting the full the full work around here yo well wolfie shouted us out on some great success a couple of weeks ago so i got to shout him out on that man i know the dude the dojo's doing really well which i'm very very happy about and the fact that he's training such world-class athletes is that's only a good thing. That's amazing. So Wolfie, you're awesome. We love you, bro. Thanks for giving us congratulations a couple of weeks ago on all the things we've been accomplishing lately. You're amazing. Congratulations on all your accomplishments as well. We miss you this week. And AJ, we freaking miss you too. We miss both of you. We hope you guys are having a great time uh, off jet setting around the world. But let's jump into the into our little quick introductions and disclaimers. First of all, as y'all know, we've been recording remotely for some time. Uh, so if there are any sound issues or artifacts with the podcast, you can let us know. You can reach out to us at Get Geek Podcast um, on Instagram and on Twitter. You can definitely DM us, slide into the DMs, let us know if there's any issues, not just related to sound, but anything, any feedback that y'all want to give us. That's absolutely the best thing you can do. And as a reminder... 
The best thing you can do for your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe. And I'm going to add comment on your favorite podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Get Geek Podcast. Follow us on Twitter in the same way. On Instagram, the best thing to do is to comment at least four words on our posts. And if you all have a podcast of your own, if all y'all make music, if you all have a small business, um, you know, we're committing ourselves now to trying to build a community and raise all boats, make sure that everybody wins. So we'll comment on your posts as well. We'll comment on your Instagram, your whatever, at least four words. We're going to try and game this system of engagement in Instagram and just create a, a community of, of successful people, successful podcasts, successful artists. We want to raise all boats, like I said. So please, y'all, that's the best way to support your favorite podcast is to comment on our social media posts. And of course, like, rate, share, and subscribe where all of your favorite podcasts are sold. All right. So I got into that for a little bit. Um, I definitely want to thank all of our fans so far for everything that you've done and onward and upward for everybody. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. So let's jump into it, guys. Let's talk about the big news of the week uh, thus far, the still ongoing E3. Yes. 2021 e3's return this year after a hiatus last year for the pandemic they took the year off um a lot of other companies like sony decided to do online um or remote i guess you could say virtual shows um yep the electronic entertainment expo decided to do the opposite they didn't do anything this last year and so this year they've returned with a vengeance and this year they've returned um with content and games for the new consoles and i have the xbox series x so i am excited to take a good look at this stuff should we let's get into it let's get right into what what we know so far because there's still a lot to come first of all yes uh i we are going to reference ign very quickly um on some games this is so far for E3 2021, every confirmed game for pre-order on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and PC, okay? This article is from June 12th, uh, and actually, yeah, June 12th, and it was most recently updated at June 12th at 8.13 p.m., so that tells you how current this is. First off, I'm going to take the lead on this one. I'm going to rant about this one. Your favorite. One of my favorites. Your favorite. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think they have another reveal trailer coming out in just a couple of days, actually. But we're talking about Battlefield 2042. And I got to say, I got to say, I've said this every year. Not every year. I've said this with almost every release except Battlefield 5 because everybody hated that game. Uh, This one might be the COD killer. And I'm not going to say it's going to, it's going to sink cod entirely but i think market share yeah, that's tough might start to switch here well i'll give you a couple of reasons yeah. why all right i'll give you a couple of reasons why and eli it looks like i want to hear your pushback on this one because i feel like you're going to push back on this one hard but i'm gonna tell you why <laughs> battlefield 2042 is going to take a little bit of that cod market share first of all they hired somebody he's already from call he's of already shaking oh yeah no, head, I, I know i know they hired somebody from call of duty who's been working for that company for like the last half decade and helped turn call of duty into the franchise that it is. So when you have good leadership that's basically just there to lead this franchise into the future, something Battlefield has never had before. It's always been DICE and EA working on it. No independent leadership or guidance like Call of Duty had for many years. That's one. That's one reason why I think things are going to change a little bit. Number two, so they're doing something really interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's no single-player campaign. 
in Battlefield 2042. Really? There is no single player mm. campaign. That's kind of a no for me. That's kind of a no for yeah, you. I get it. But yeah. what do most people do when they buy Call of Duty? They don't care really much about the single player campaign. It's training for the real battle. No, I, 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 I kind of agree with that. But I, I don't know if you've been looking at the, the internet lately. There's been a lot of pushback because people are complaining of the lack of single player games. Yeah. And so, you know, taking taking this out kind of feels tone deaf in terms of what people are asking for. Um, I've always enjoyed Battlefield the single player because you know me, I'm not great on the online con- component. Call so, of Duty. Um, Duty? That, that's kind of, that's... Duty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call um, of Duty has an awesome single player. But yeah, on. yeah, no, it's it's true. I, I, I'm one of those people that if you don't have a single player, maybe that's not something that I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, I get it. But these games are all about online these days. We're actually the outliers. Yeah, I get I get that also. Yeah. I think that the focus on multiplayer is going to be a big thing because they're trying to do something narrative through the multiplayer that'll be like a, a, a bit of a single player component. But I think that that's going to be a big thing. The other thing that I think is huge is that people have been wanting Battlefield to return to the quote unquote modern era for a while now because Battlefield 4 was the last one we saw with modern weapons, modern modern things like that. Um, right. Battlefield 1 being in World War 1, Battlefield 5, the less said about it, the better, being in World War 2. So they're returning finally to the, again, quote-unquote modern era, 2042, which is kind of, I guess, a callback to the original Battlefield 1942. But what we know so far is, yeah, they're, they're really sticking to the gameplay of Battlefield 4, which is considered one of the most popular games. Uh, they're returning to the full destruction of every level. You can destroy everything which has been absent from the series since Battlefield that's Bad awesome. Company 2. Uh, that's awesome. That's going to be amazing. Nice. Uh, another thing that I think is going to be huge about this one that I could, I totally predicted, um, although I predicted it might be a little bit more than this, but it's going to be on PC, Xbox Series X, and PS5. It's going to be 128 players in each game as opposed to every other game, which is only 64. So if you want a real big battlefield, this is the game for you. Obviously, the name makes that pretty, pretty clear. And they're making some changes to the multiplayer that sound really solid. Um, So one of the things that I noted is that for the big capture of the flag maps, um, what they normally do is they have like five flags or five choke points where all the combat takes place. What they're doing is that something new is that they're actually having each capture point be like a, a larger area and have multiple smaller capture points within that capture point. So that way it's going to open up these maps more and make it really, really like like there's more areas where the combat takes place. Because that's the thing that's always been about these games. The combat kind of goes back to the same areas because people just keep going back to the same choke points or the same mm-hmm. map points or whatever it is. So for me, I'm really excited on some of the little gameplay changes that they seem to be looking at for Battlefield 2042 so far. Um, and the graphics look pretty good so far, although that's not a completed version of the game by any stretch of the imagination. So, Right, it always we'll looked beautiful. And the, la- the last thing I'll say, I'll comment on, and then I'll let Eli kind of tell me why Call of Duty is going to kick Battlefield's butt again, even though we haven't seen anything from this year's Call of Duty, and they might not even release one this year, I heard. Um, is the 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 other thing that I would say that's that's really really good about Battlefield twenty forty two 
so far um, is that they're listening to a lot of things that fans like. And it's it's evidenced in the trailer by, I can't remember the name of it. There's this trick that you can do where basically in Battlefield, you get in a jet. And this was in Battlefield 3, I think it was yeah. the first time they did oh, it. Yeah. You get in a jet, you fly Eli up. Saw that. Yeah, you saw that in the trailer. You fly up, you jump yeah. out of your jet in midair with a rocket launcher, shoot a jet that's pursuing you, and then you can land back in your jet. Or if you find another jet, you can land back in that jet. This is like a trick that people have done. I'm actually surprised that that AJ hasn't discovered this game because this game is the ultimate military shooter sandbox. I'm talking you put people in this game, they put they like put C4 under a Jeep and then launch it like a mile across the map just to see it happen. So we'll see how this turns out. Eli, I want to hear why you think Battlefield 2042 sucks and why Call of Duty is still going to be the king. Let me know. <laughs> no, I didn't say it sucks. OK, but like, go ahead. Tell me your opinion about what you think you know, about it so far. I mean, you, well, you were just watching the trailer at the moment. He's watching it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long trailer. It is a long trailer. Yes, uh, it's not all gameplay five either. Five minutes. Yeah. But, um, bro, Battlefield is mainly known, known for its, like, single-player campaign. And I know you guys were talking about that earlier. But, like, when I go to Battlefield, the first thing I want to do is single-player. I wouldn't say that Battlefield so, is known for it, but I get what you're saying. It's, it's something that you enjoy. It's something that I enjoy, too. Battlefield is known for for very different things. It's known for well, it's campaign, right? It's large scale maps. Well, it's it's known for its large scale maps. It's vehicle combat. That's something that Call of Duty hasn't had until recently. You know, there were no jets, there were no tanks, there were no jeeps. I mean, there were some of those things in Call of Duty, but they just brought that. Like Battlefield has had that for like since like Battlefield One. So Battlefield has known. Yeah. Yeah, for the single player to a certain extent, for interesting single player campaigns. Although the last couple of games, the campaigns have not been super well received. Um, Battlefield Four was the last one that people really loved. So yeah, it's it's more known for those large scale maps and those large scale battles, uh, which is why I'm looking forward to the 128 player maps. Um, but I get it. I get what your point is. I mean, Call of Duty usually has a pretty fun campaign too, with some great set pieces. Yeah, but like Call of Duty is like known for its multiplayer so like you know it wouldn't i don't know i don't think it's just like then what i'm kind of on the edge about this because now that i saw like some some of the trailer i mean Mm -hmm. and like the gameplay and stuff i mean i guess maybe it could like stop call of duty's reign but like i don't know i think it's It's like at least gonna gonna sell more than it usually does and cut into some of call of duty's business i don't know if it's gonna take over but I think that a lot but, of the cool changes they made might cut into it. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I'm saying. You know, and I, I feel like some friends of mine are disillusioned with Call of Duty these days. I think it's because of the download sizes. It's the only reason. It's because like yeah, it's that, 150 yeah. gigs to download the dang game. It, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating when you when you <laughs> have a feel to play Call of Duty and then realize there's an update that's going to take almost a day. Mm-hmm. Wolfie has mentioned <laughs> so this before, it, man. Yeah. He just wanted to play some yeah, Black Ops. And, yeah, and, and it's really, really frustrating. So, you know, um, I, I can see where the hate for Call of Duty can come from, even though it's not gameplay related. But um, if you can't play the game, then seriously? Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. It's, okay. it seems like it wouldn't be worth it. But 
we got a lot of other stuff to cover. So Call of Duty versus Battlefield is going to be the smallest thing to kind of speak of. Um, Walt, what's up, man? You have something you want to say real quick? Yeah, what's I want up? I want to actually transition to the next game. You go ahead. Because uh, I think it's a it's a perfect counterpoint to Battlefield 2042. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction. Yeah, we'll talk about you it. You know, that's my I know game. you love Rainbow Six you know Extraction a lot and Siege and all of those games. So tell us a little bit about what yes. you know so far. Sarah, and what you're excited about? So, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six as a as a franchise. One of one of the reasons I like it is because it's more. It it seems a little bit more grounded than uh, the Battlefield and the Call of Duty games. Those games are more kind of run and gun, where Rainbow Six really embraces the tactical aspect and the teamwork aspect mm-hmm. of of these type of military sims and whatnot and that's something that i really appreciate because um it 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 goes away from the twitch mentality of call of duty and and battlefield Mm -hmm. where it gets more into the mental aspect of how to approach a room what's the best way to breach you know how are you getting your teammates involved Mm -hmm. to get the best possible outcome and stuff so for that reason, I've always been a, a big fan of the Rainbow Six franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Rainbow Six has kind of got, and they've also always had a really good um, first player experience, single player experience, mm-hmm. which you can you know add in with everybody and your teammates, which are AI, actually work as teammates. It's not one of these games where it's like, okay, these AIs are going to sit looking at a wall, shooting at guys that are on the other side you know yeah they actually worked well right they work better if you give them orders um, but yeah they definitely do work really really yes, well exactly yeah. i mean that's yeah, the they, game they the know game how to work of it for by sure. themselves mm-hmm. they're right. not useless exactly. like guys in battlefield and no. call of duty tend to be most of the time <laughs> they're just shooting at air that's generally what it is i feel you on that one i mean yeah for me rainbow six i just recall it was one of the first games that i you had to like really be careful because one bullet could take you out like when we when we exactly. used to play it on PC, I think like a little bit back in the days, yep. that's what I remember a lot in those missions. And, and again, that that leads to the, that leans into the whole realism aspect of this military sim, right? Mm-hmm. It's truly a military sim. You know, it's not an arcade right. type of game. Oh, and the other thing that was always cool, if you remember, with Rainbow Six, is your operators are like mortal. So if they die you lose a perfectly good operator who's good at breaching or good <laughs> with shotguns or good with something else. So that was always something like, I remember like a lot of times in the old rainbow six games, I used to be like, well, I lost my favorite operator. I'm done. I'm starting over again. So it does have that yeah. really, really interesting aspect of like the, the, I, I guess the, the, the problems that can occur if you lose or something like that, or the yeah, risk reward. You, you can't just, you can't just run into a room. Yeah. You know, you really have to, you know, calculate and think it out. You know, mm-hmm. and again, that's the the mental side of the game that I really appreciate. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction to me is very, very interesting because um, I don't know how to say it, but it it's leaning into the sci-fi realm now. Yeah, very much so. What a different because, game. Because, yeah, I know. And, and I don't know what to think about it. I just saw the trailer and that's kind of the way I... I wanted to jump in because I think it was a perfect, you know, um, you know, thing against Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. A good because contrast. 2042, against, right? 
Right, because 2042 seems like it's going back to modern warfare and things of that nature mm-hmm. and, and, you know, getting into that aspect. Whereas Rainbow Six is kind of looking like it's it's changing away from that. And so in this one, you're not fighting terrorists, which is usually the whole Rainbow Six, you know, um, that's your antagonist, right? In this one, you're fighting space aliens. Yeah. Which... I find to be very, very interesting. It's set in the Rainbow Six universe, so they're not—they're not going away from that. But um, what about that—that—that that, that name change? Wasn't that? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. Did you see that—that that little bit of information? It's—it's it, it's called React. The team is that what you're talking no, about? No, the game itself. The name of the game itself. If you look at it, um, apparently it was originally slated to be called Rainbow Six quarantine quarantine yes i i, I mentioned that before that. i don't know if i mentioned that but like obviously for for very very good reasons they changed the name to rainbow six extraction which is apparently the name of it yep. so far my comments on and, it and the graphics look really good it's weird that's one thing that's interesting. oh yeah absolutely it's a it's a pretty game um this it's gonna it's gonna open up some interesting gameplay that was never there before you know you know what I like um, about the idea? I'll tell you what I like about the idea. Actually, I didn't realize until we started talking about it now that they had made this kind of a change to it. But there's a game that I've been wanting to play. I'm pretty sure you guys have played it. Um, but this is going to have, I think, a f- similar feel, but also like maybe let me just let me just go out and say it. this is kind of like an alien isolation kind of thing, but with guns. Because alien sense. isolation, you don't, you sense. can't really defend yourself, right? Like alien isolation, you have a few ways of defending yourself. Most of you run or you die, right? From what I understand, right? It's it's more it's more of it that leans more of like a um oh god what what was that old game where it was all about stuff? Chronicles it was Riddick. still a Tom Clancy game. Oh no, no, no. Well, yeah, it has uh, it has it actually that's a really good comparison. Yeah, but you know um the one with Sam Fisher, what the heck is the name Splinter of that, that game? Splinter, Splinter Cell. Cell. Yeah. It's Splinter Cell with no guns. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, you know, you're 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 and rightfully so, you have no defense against the xenomorph. So you're kind of yeah. like sneaking around. That's basically what it is. Yeah. This this um, gives you a little bit more to defend yourself, which I think is a right. aspect of it. Cuz I'm I'm right. assuming exactly. it gets to a point like this is like a few games put in one. It's almost like Left 4 Dead also or dying dying light this is like which we're going to talk about also this is like the this is like the video game equivalent of aliens the second movie right. in the franchise. yeah exactly where where right. it was less of a horror movie it was more of an action leaning exactly yep which which to me makes it interesting that's why i'm like i know that this is not your standard rainbow six game and i really want to play siege which i haven't played yet we got to get on that at some point and play it together i think mm-hmm but I, I kind of like the different aspect of this. I'm looking forward to it because Rainbow Six is a game that I've been looking to get back into for a long time. It's one of the best franchises out yeah. there and always has been. You know? And you know what? I, I'm Now that I think about it, I think I'm going to give it a, more of a chance that I, than I was going to before. Because I remember there was this movie uh, a while ago. It never really made it that big. Mm-hmm. But um, do you remember Battlefield Los Angeles? Battlefield Los Angeles. I think I remember. Yeah, I remember the name, but I don't remember much about it other than that. Was the, was the Rock in that movie? So, no, that was something different. No, no. Neo was in that movie. The singer. Neo the singer. Who's Neo the singer? 
don't know who Neo the singer Neo. is. Neo. He's an R&B singer. Oh, okay. I'm not sure who that is. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not cool. I'm kind of a square. He, he's, he's, he's written songs for Beyonce. One of the, one of the biggest songs that, um, to your left, to your left, everything oh. you own to in the, the box left, to your to left. left. Okay. Yep. All right. He's 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 a writer, but he also does sing, and he's got a bunch of hit songs. He was an actor in that. He's in movie. He's in movies too. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So, but but the premise of that was that um, you were you were the military and were being invaded by aliens. And I've always thought that that is a fantastic subject for a game, and I've never really seen it put that well on 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 a game like that where you're. You're kind of like going through a, a, an alien invasion, um, so maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one, and you know what? Tactical, which makes sense because you know you're not going to run and gun against an alien force that you really don't know that right. much about. So it makes I sense. I can see this being this a lot of fun. Actually, might be yeah. This actually might be really. You know really what cool. another last good comparison is, and then let's maybe move on to something else, or maybe Eli, you can give us what your thoughts are real quick. But I feel like it's almost like yeah. remember. It, we we always bring it up how much fun we used to have. It's this is like the flood levels in Halo, kind of, but better because it's going to be more tactical. Because we used to, you used to have so much fun, right? We used to be like, yeah. well, you know, there's a guy at your three o'clock or like second level. Like we were very strategic about how we played Halo. Like we're not your standard Halo players. We're like slow through yep. the hallways, playing it on legendary, whatever difficulty. But this is going to be even more intense. So this might be more fun. Yeah, I'm- I've been looking the more to we it. talk about it, the more the more excited I'm. Yeah, getting, I like so. the idea of this one. What do you think, Eli? Are you, are you kind of looking forward to this based on what we're talking about? I know you don't play Rainbow Six as much as as your as Walt and I, but is this something that you might be interested in based on all the stuff we're talking about? I like the concept. Yeah, but I don't know. No, when you when you're thinking about aliens and stuff like the flood and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that level of tacticalness and strategy when you're fighting aliens. It's like fighting zombies, basically. Yeah. For instance, like with the flood and stuff in Halo. I guess more what I'm so, saying um, is you can well, <laughs> you can create a plan that will definitely go wrong. But like you can start with a plan in this one more than you could in Halo. In Halo, you just charge at them and shoot them. In Rainbow Six, it's like what door you go through what gadget you use you might maybe you can use flashbangs on aliens in this one and like you know make it hard for them to see that'll be interesting well they have like a a react thing which causes like whenever the aliens come out they get electrocuted in which one in this game so i guess yeah i guess you could like set up barriers for that by placing like a react at the door okay so you know what yeah you know i can i can kind of see it but like like i said whenever i think of aliens i think of a more run and gun situation Mm -hmm. Because maybe because I'm so used to the flood and Halo, and I never had that that strategicness yeah. when I was fighting them. So. I guess think of Halo if you could set some traps for the flood, and see if you could extend that into maybe something that this can be in the future. But we'll see. I mean, this is just their first look at okay. it, right? Well, it comes out in three months, so they better they better hurry up. <laughs> it's it's set Wait, to come out me? September 16th. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, We'll talk more about it when it does come out. I think I'm definitely going to be. I'm getting pretty it. sure I'm going to get it too, unless I hear something it. really bad in the next few months or like, agree or, or like some development hell type issues. I think I'm really, I'm yeah. really into this one, for sure, for sure. So let's see, what else can we yeah. jump on, you guys? Uh, let's see. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about the VR? So much stuff, right? 
I know you guys were excited about that. Should we jump into that for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we're actually we're actually doing an entire episode for on the Cross Gen podcast yes. devoted just to the VR offerings. But um, there's a couple of games, and we'll we'll touch on it real quick, mm-hmm. just for the sake of of getting onto some of the other big releases that are coming mm-hmm. out. Um, there's a PSVR exclusive that Eli is exceptionally excited about. Um, we may actually have to consider getting a PSVR for it, and that's called Fract, and it's a PSVR exclusive. Is that only right? f- Yo, for PS5, that's... or is it for PS4 VR? Um, given the fact that they haven't done a PS5 version of the virtual reality uh, equipment, I'm assuming it's going to be a PS4. Well, thing. E3, actually, for an update, they, they revealed um, the controllers, for the PS5 VR. They haven't revealed the PS5 VR yet, but they revealed the, okay. the, the controllers. If you look at them, actually, they look like uh, the scabbard of a sword or something. like. You know how, like, um, with really? certain swords, you kind of... It's hard to say. Let me send this article to you really quickly so you can see what I'm talking about. They did reveal the controllers. I like how they look because it looks like they, it'll be hard to kind of, like, fling them around a little bit. You know, they actually look like yeah. the Oculus... A little bit like the Oculus Quest two uh controllers that you brought over a couple weeks ago let me send this to you real Mm -hmm. quick but so i'm sorry for it'll be an improvement (laughs) but tell me no no it'll be an improvement because the move controllers i don't think were ever that functional jesus that looks yeah that looks exact that looks exactly like the oculus except that oh you guys are seeing it already eli pulled it up yeah Yeah. so you guys see what i mean the, the, except the circular part is towards the bottom, which is a little weird because usually that is the sensor that you know allows you to use your hands oh and God. stuff. Oh God, what is that? Um, yeah, that, that's well. Hey, listen, it's an improvement from the Move controllers. I'll I'll, t- I'll say that much. Um, the Move controllers were kind of weird, and that's kind of the reason why I never got into the PSVR. That and the fact that it's not 360 movement, so. Um, you're basically kind of tethered to a chair when you're using PSVR wow. as opposed to the Oculus Quest and stuff where it's free movement all around. By the way, you're coming over later. Um, Bring it again. I want to try to play it again. It's fun. Yo, I, yes. yo I got to. Oh, my God. I'm that, and so there's excited. Gonna be, there's going to be that. This is the second thing. But first, talk about Fract and yeah. then you can get into that second <laughs> Yeah, tell us about it. You know what I'm talking about, Yes, right? I do because you're going to try it as soon as this podcast yeah, is over. Yeah, I also have something else yeah. that I want to show. Okay. Tell us about but it. But talk about Fract. About yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Fract is freaking, bro. It's freaking amazing. It's, it's like, a shooter. Obviously. It's like Rainbow Six Siege with a little bit less tacticalness. But there it's, is no tacticalness. <laughs> you're basically running and gunning well, yeah, and shooting yeah, you know, everything that's out there. Just a little bit and less. Bro, but yeah, it, you, I think it's on rails, right? It does believe it does look like it's a game on rails uh, as opposed to being open world. Um, but you know what? With the level of insanity that that's on there, that won't matter. I, I, I think I think, I think it's actually a pretty good choice. You know? Yeah. So basically, um, this game Fract is all about. I think it's set in um, sci-fi, a little bit. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, basically. You, you're shooting, you're on rails, but you can also, like, freaking ski. I think they have a grappling hook. What what else do they have? They have a lot of things. They um, have a lot they, of things. They do introduce cover. 
right? So cover well, yeah, is a big cover. thing. Um, but there's blind firing, which is again something yeah. that you really haven't seen in VR as much. Okay. Um, uh, so there's there's a lot of interesting elements on it, and it looks insanely fun. Bro, I think that's the most important. Like thing. literally, the first and when we started watching the trailer, the first thing that was freaking happening was like you were on skis just shooting people on like, snowmobiles. Yeah, on on snowmobiles, and they were like freaking skiing and stuff, and it was just bro. Okay. There's no real way to describe this game. It just looks freaking amazing. I'm taking a look at it. There's yep. nothing to say about it. A trailer it. right it's now. It's amazing. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like the art but, style. Um, it looks like Borderlands. You guys yeah. have played yeah, it does. Borderlands, what, right? Sort of. Yeah, I, yeah I, we've played I played a couple of them. Yeah, the art style is really, really nice. I feel like, um, what is this? It's like VR Time Crisis maybe, right? Because it's on rails. So you guys remember Time Crisis, that arcade shooter where like all you did was just like step on the pedal to get out of cover, yep. right? Um, yep. So if this is on rails, maybe like I guess you progress by like pressing a button and then like, I mean the shooting action looks fun, that's for sure. Now I'm like, a yeah, the game looks insanely this. fun. The the game looks insanely fun. So you know that's that's the best aspect of it. Um, you you get a little hints of the the story, but you know at the end of the day, I think. Was really gonna make or break is how fun the game is gonna be, and it looks very. very <laughs> yeah, this fun. is Bro. this is not tactical at all. By the way, no. Yeah. So, what's okay. the other thing that you're excited about? I have an idea, but let Eli talk Go about. Go ahead, it. buddy. First. Mm -hmm. What is it? Uh, gun whip. No pistol, pistol whip. whip. Pistol whip. What on earth is okay, that? So, I gotta look that up look, too. It's not a new game. I understand that. I don't know when it came out. And I know it's for Oculus, right? It's for Oculus and for Steam. So Not PS. Oh. It's not is that the one? This is the one it's you said that, you're going to try it right now after the podcast, right? Yep. yep. Cool. It is It is John Wick meets Equilibrium. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling this one up right now to take a look at Excuse me. Yeah. But, bro, look. It's... Game so, the game was uh well reviewed I I think mm -hmm. right it had like all these awards yeah it was nine point five and above so it's an awesome game but Eli's super excited bro 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 so, bro, bro. bro, bro, right? bro literally so this is like Beat Saber right it's a rhythm game you have a pistol you can you just shoot people on on point and stuff and dodge stuff mm -hmm. so it's basically a Beat Saber game you know something like that mm -hmm. except it's cell shaded, so it looks amazing. Yeah, and it's you're fighting like robots, I believe, right? Yeah, super colorful too. Yeah, and they and I think the the newest update that they just released was like freaking. What they could do is that they added like modifiers to the to the gameplay. Yes. So, mm. bro, I literally saw like a little bit of the gameplay, and they had like this thing called Bullet Hell. And I'm pretty sure you could see where that's going. Yeah. You had like bullets flying everywhere, and you couldn't even, you couldn't even see anything. So this is a it rhythm definitely game. looks like. Interesting. Yeah, it definitely looks like an insanely fun game, bro. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? It's not at all the same gameplay, I would imagine. But there's this game that I tried called Super Hot. Um, it's a shooting yes. game where like you manipulate time, and it looks graphically like mm -hmm. this one. It doesn't. The gameplay is probably not at all the same though, but. No, if it's well regarded, man, I'm, I was talking to some friends about this the other day, not to get too off topic. But we, we can get back to E3 in a moment. But like Oculus, 
Quest 2. He had tried Oculus Quest and he was really unimpressed. But Oculus Quest 2 seems to be coming out with like a really good library of games, like some high quality oh, they're, games. Yo. They're coming out with some AAA titles. Yeah. The one that I'm most excited about is that they're going to be doing Resident Evil on Oculus, oh, which is going to be amazing. I want, I want amazing. Half-Life Alex so bad i'll buy a, a well, oculus quest 2 tomorrow if they come out with that you cannot believe it or not you cannot play half-life on the oculus quest you need to have it tied to a computer yeah, you can you can hack because, it and make it work I, I've, I've definitely seen that but i don't have a computer yeah. either so i just want i got to get a pc you need something but i want to get it yeah, you need, native to the oculus quest i'm waiting for that yeah because the the thing about the Oculus Quest Two is that it's it's a powerful little thing, but it's not equipped for those type of titles. Yeah. They have to really port it over. So, but the workaround is that they do have this proprietary c- cable, and it does connect to Steam. So anything that's on Steam that your PC can handle, you can theoretically pay, play it on the Oculus like Quest 2. kind of games streaming like, it, I guess, in a sense, right? Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. <laughs> so so that's that's the workaround that Oculus has provided everybody. And it really opens up the, the thing because now you can play games like Half-Life, like Skyrim, mm-hmm. you know, all these, all these AAA games. The only thing is that you're tethered. But I will say one thing real quick before we move on. Oculus Quest has now, on their latest update, opened up experimental features. And one of the experimental features that they have is a thing called AirLink. So now you can theoretically stream from your PC without wires, which really is huge for that for that platform. If you get a good rig, it's going to be super worth it. Absolutely. Exactly. You got to get a good PC so rig, that's, but otherwise... That's something really, really cool that Oculus is, is working on. So, All right, all right, all right. Anyway. Let's jump so, to, I think yep. we should jump back to Ubisoft again real quick, unless you have some other thoughts on that game, Eli. No, no. I think what we should. It's just an awesome game. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to trying it later today. I'm going to be on that for sure. And I want to try that 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 uh, rock climbing game, except this time without the controllers and see how responsive that is. Curious for sure. Oh, the oh. the climb to the climb to yeah that game was fun yeah it was getting really fun so what we're what I'm looking at now and there's not a lot of information on this one yet but we're jumping back to Ubisoft and I know that this looks real real pretty because uh, the movie also looked real real pretty you guys remember it's the most uh-huh. it, it's the most uh, financially successful movie of all time again because they re released yeah. it I'm talking about Avatar. There's a game coming out for Avatar. Do we know anything about this? There's there's not a lot of information about it yet, as far as we know. Um, right? It looks really pretty. That's it. It looks really that's good. That's all we know. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, um, it, uh, it does look like it's an open world yeah. game, um, just from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, not a lot of information on it. You know, it's, it's kind of like... Um, they, they gave you kind of like a, a really long teaser trailer for it. Okay, so there's not much on that yet. The graphics look really, really cool. I can see that being a fun game simply for the fact that it's going to be open world because I feel like a lot of people were like this with Avatar. I didn't watch it for the story. Nobody watched Nobody watched. It. I mean, some people watch it for the story, but I watched it because the special effects were dope and the world was actually really, really well conceived. It was good world building. So 
I would like to see that kind of interaction in an in an open world game. If they pull the world in and really, really make it as interesting as they did in the in the movies, um, then I can see it being a lot of fun. You know, fighting those gigantic freaking space or like like uh, flying craft that they have versus the Navi on their uh, flying creatures, dragons. whatever they were, pterodactyls, yeah. dragons, and stuff like that. I can see it being fun in like the sense of. Uh, I always like to refer to something else. It's it's like a better version maybe of uh, Ark Survival Evolved. You guys have played that game where it's open world. You're on an island. You tame dinosaurs. You build structures. Yep. I can see this maybe being similar just based off of what I've seen in the movie. What do you guys think of it so far? Well, I I do have a a story premise that was released mm-hmm. um, based on on what Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is going to be based upon. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to read it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, in this new standalone story, you play as a Navi and embark on a journey across the Western Front, a never before seen part of Pandora. Explore a living and reacting reactive world inhabited by unique creatures and new characters and push back against the formidable RDA forces that threaten it. So um, there is a story behind it. It looks like it's going to be an original story. Um, it's going to tie back loosely to the movies. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, you play a new character, you're playing in a different place. So hopefully you'll have new adventures. It looks interesting. It it really, really does. Um, so I would say that I am kind of excited for it. Um, that it looks like a, a interesting thing. Like you said, the elements of flying those dragons against those spaceships. And you saw that in the trailer Mm -hmm. where, one of them took down the, that that flying ship. That looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the animals and and hopefully it's a lived in world similar to some of the great ones. It really looks like it, um, which is what I'm impressed by. Yeah. It looks like there's a lot of flora and fauna in this one, so that looks exciting. So this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. I I I will be looking forward to it, and I'm going to keep tabs on it to see how it progresses. Um, and the fact that it's Ubisoft that's doing it, I, I give them, I'll give them more credit than most developers because they usually tend to roll out really well-made games. Yeah. So this is one to look at for sure. I mean, yeah, this is one this to look is coming at. in 2022. And I think the good thing that I enjoy about this is that they, at this point, I already have an Xbox Series X. So like, I don't need the last gen versions of these games. This is not releasing for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. It is only for next-gen consoles, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, Stadia, and Luna, which I think is really going to allow them to take advantage and make this a very, very good-looking and very, very well-done game. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, the graphics definitely look amazing. If this is what the game looks like and the world is as lived in as what we see in this trailer, then I'd be excited to play this. This is something that looks a lot like a game that we'll talk briefly about later on um, that I'm excited about, which is Horizon Forbidden West. But I don't know. What are your guys' comments on it other than what we said? Um, Walt, did you did you want to say something? Or Eli, did you want to take a quick mention of what you've seen about Avatar Frontiers of Pandora so far? I'm going to defer to Eli for yeah. now because I want to talk about um, something else that Ubisoft may be working on, but I want to finish this, this part. Okay. First. Okay. What do you think, Eli? Uh, do you have some thoughts on what you saw in the trailer so far? I mean, it looks good, but like... I'm not too excited about a lot of these games because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like, you know, you had Rainbow Six Siege and and it just feels like it's 
copies of games, you know? Oh, you think I, I felt you think that. Avatar is kind of like ripping off some stuff? No, I don't feel like it's ripping off. <laughs> it like, wouldn't be the first time people claim Avatar rips off some yeah. stuff. Wait, so. Oh, God, it's in space. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's, like, another sort of, like, Far Cry game. I mm, guess, okay. That's a, that's a good, that's a good uh, comparison. That's not the really. worst comparison. And, you're, you're not as much yeah. of a fan of Far Cry as AJ, I guess? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I, Far Cry is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, believe me. But, like... It gets, I don't know, a lot of these games seems like it gets to the point where they're just like, it's almost, it's not unoriginal. I mean, Mm. but it's like, it's a little bit in the middle, you know? Well, open world games are kind of getting that way to a certain extent, I think. Yeah. Especially if they stick to similar themes. That's why we love standouts like Ghost of Tsushima like games that are really trying to do things a little bit differently than previous open world games. I mean, AJ loves Grand Theft Auto. I'm not I'm not going to say I'm over it, but I didn't go crazy for Grand Theft Auto 5. I was more a GTA 4 guy and then I'm like kind of played a little bit of GTA 5 because I'm looking for something new and big. And I'm really excited. I think part of the reason why Eli not to disagree with you, but the reason that I'm excited about this game and some of these other open world games is because if you look at what's going on with game development this generation, it looks like they're really going to make some amazing open world games because of the cloud computing and all the new technology they're going to throw into these games. We're going to get huge, very lived-in worlds. At least that's what it looks like. So that's why I'm excited for some of the open world stuff that's coming out. But I get it. If you're not excited about it, there's got to be something else you're excited about, and we'll get to it. Um, Okay. All right. Walt, I know you wanted to talk about something, some possible news, some rumors, yeah, perhaps, this, we'll call it. Why don't you tell us about well, it? Well, it's it's a little bit more than rumors because mm-hmm. um, they, it, it seems like they're active and this they're actively uh, developing this. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ubisoft has entered into a partnership with the studio formerly known as Lucasfilm mm-hmm. Games, which Disney is kind of resurrecting and stuff. And the report is is that they are their massive Ubisoft's massive entertainment studio is working with Disney to create a drum roll please an open world Star Wars Which game was something that was being worked on a few years ago right I don't think it was by Ubisoft yep. was it Ubisoft no it was somebody else. I don't think so I think it was uh yeah it was somebody else and stuff but this is really really exciting news now. Again, details are really, really scarce on this um, because it's still in development. They're actually literally um, going out and looking for, you know, um, programmers to work on this. So they're still hiring for the project. So it's really, really early in its infancy. But um, that would be amazing. I mean, imagine an open world where you're you're in the Star Wars universe. I mean, you were talking about how just literally two seconds ago, how developers are really, really opening up these open worlds with all this technology. Imagine if you have it in the Star Wars universe. I mean, that would be crazy. I was just thinking that yesterday, actually, because... I've been playing a lot of, I told you guys on one of our last Geek Out episodes, I've been playing a heck of a lot of No Man's Sky with the new update, Prisms. And yesterday, Mm -hmm. it popped into my head, like, man, how amazing would this game be 
if it was in the Star Wars exactly. universe. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Like imagine the possibility. I want right? to fly in. I want to fly an X-wing to like every planet in the Star Wars galaxy, you know, and like visit Moss Eisley spaceport and like really visit it. You know what I mean? Like thinking of all that cuz you visit the space stations and all that stuff in no man's sky i'm like what if i was talking to like a gungan right now instead of like this race of aliens that i'm talking to in this game remember how when we were younger we used to fantasize about stuff like that where we would um where we would talk about you know an x-wing flying off of a planet and you actually instead of a cutscene, you would actually see yourself flying into space do that now you know that's why it's exciting. And, and the generic <laughs> the generic voiceovers where it's like um you just replace the the line with the person's name is like hello Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we can do that now, you know. So we're we're there, you know. Um and so like uh, like I said this is really really exciting. The director of Division 2 and the crew is the one that's really heading up this project. Those are those are some pretty good games. Yeah, um, the division so, wasn't super well received, but the division two, a lot of people no. say it, it, it fixed all of the big problems that the first one had. And I played it. It's it's a fun exactly. game. Exactly. So yeah, so there's promise there. So, you know, that's something to make sure you keep in your notes and stuff because uh we're probably gonna get a lot more as this project progresses and hopefully it'll be really exciting news, whatever they drum up a with over quick there. important like thing to note talking about the division two and, and games like that it's going to use the same engine as the division two the same game engine the snowdrop engine yes it's called mm-hmm. I'm looking at, and that engine is actually solid because there's environmental destruction there's great lighting there's there's procedural elements to how the world is generated so i mean yeah the snow the division two no matter what you think about it is a very pretty game so I'm mm-hmm. excited to see them use that engine. And again, the physics in that game are cool. I'm excited to see them kind of throw this in there too because one thing that's fun about The Division, and then we'll definitely move on to something else, is that when you're fighting in like an office or something like that, like papers and things are flying everywhere. So it gives this great, really exciting element to the physics. Like stuff from the office is just like, you know, flying and getting destroyed and getting shot. So I can see that being really cool, like shooting up a like a cantina in Star Wars or something like that. Yeah, but, and know. and the other the the other cool thing is that the crew is 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 not is not the best game out there. It's a racing mm-hmm. game, but the the allure of the crew is that you can drive coast to coast. Mm-hmm. You can literally drive from New York to California. I think it's one of the largest. So maps again, in, in open world games, right yeah, now. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can literally drive um, anywhere in the United States. That was kind of the allure of the game. And so again, open world, you know, it 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 really shows that the guy kind of knows how to how to do this kind of stuff. So it's it bodes well for the future of this this uh, project. So surely, um, definitely excited. What do you think, Eli? What do you did you see any of this uh, any of this information uh, about this game? Would you be looking forward to a Star Wars open world game? Would that be exciting? Totally. Totally. Um, I, I didn't really know too much about this. In fact, I didn't know about it at mm-hmm. all until you guys brought it up. But like an open world Star Wars game where you can travel like uh, inter- anywhere intergalactically. Right? Yeah. That different planets yeah. and stuff. So where you. Can, yeah. Yeah. So. Bro, that's just I don't know. I that's that's. 
Have you? That's good. Have you tried the, That's di- really the division awesome. at all? Just out of curiosity, have you ever played a little bit of it? Uh, you haven't. No. no. Okay. Wait, what's the division again? The division and the division it's a, two it's a shooting game. Mm-hmm. It's like an yeah. open world oh. shooting well, game. Yeah, I've never tried it. I think the first one was yeah. In one New of York them City. set in New York. That was the first one, I think. Yeah, the one in New York, the and then the second one is in Washington, right? right? Oh, yeah, that's no, right. The second one I think is yeah. Washington. Yeah, you're right. So it's like an open world shooting game that probably would lend itself well to making that basically just turning that into a Star Wars game, and just just add like some spaceships and flying to different planets. And you got yourself, and you're good. A game, you know what I mean? You know what? Yeah. It it sounds uh for this new Star Wars game when it well it's announced right it might be. It's in development. Yeah, it's in like development. really, really early in development. Yeah. So like, but um, you know I could see them. I can see them going places with this. Um, I definitely, I definitely like to see a story within this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Something to, to like, guide you through it. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, it's it's a, it's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. Imagine if they they do like a a thing where it's like you have the story elements, but then again, you can do kind of like GTA Five stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to yeah, see. That would be incredible. <laughs> I have to keep bringing it up, you know. but No Man's Sky is a great example of how you do this because there's a there's a simple yeah. narrative. You're like trying to find some alien at the center of the galaxy, but you can do whatever you want otherwise. You know what I mean? And I think if they do that with this Star Wars game where they, they have a little bit of a narrative that we can have fun with and sink our teeth into in moments. But yeah, you just want to go to different planets and fight like TIE fighters or like get in, get in just, gunfights. You know, like that's the stuff we want to see. Just... Just f crap, yeah, up. or you jumping vehicles. If they had like ground vehicles and stuff too, oh like, my god, speeders and, and things like that, and then at, like ADAT or ATST walkers, like I'm done. I'm just definitely buying it. So sign me uh, up. And these are both being like this and Avatar are both being made by Ubisoft. So they're they're making huge properties into games that are coming out in the next year or so. They got a lot to live up to with those two fan bases. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Big time. What else do we got at E3? What other confirmed stuff do we have that's releasing later this year? I know a game that we can talk about. We've played the first one. We played multiplayer every once in a while, Eli. You and I and AJ as well. Dying Light 2, releasing December 7th. Eli, open it up for us. Talk about it. What do you think? Have you seen anything on this game so far? I'm I'm actually gonna pull it up right now. I've sorta, yeah, I've sorta seen stuff on it. Um, I haven't really gotten a chance to look uh at it, but I know that it's it's focusing more on the parkour aspects Mm -hmm. because I saw like something a a little bit of a while ago, and basically, bro, there's it looks pretty pretty awesome. Um, I'm watching something right Mm now, and bro. It looks like it's also focusing more on the story element because I know Dying Light 1 wasn't really focused on anything particular with the story. You were just basically in an open world uh, place where you were just killing zombies. Did you, did you beat the first one? No. I the last there was time we some story in it that I, was, that I had seen from well, as far as I've gotten. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. some story, yeah. but like I said, it wasn't focused on it at least i don't think so but um 
Dying oh. Light Two is amazing. I mean, yeah. just just looking at the, gra- the graphically graphics. wise, it is amazing what what the way they they've done oh. this and how you can interact with like different zombies. Like I just saw somebody push like a zombie off uh, off a building and land something. on him. Yeah, he jumped with the zombie yeah. and just landed on the zombie. I mean. You know what this reminds me? I always got to like give comparisons to games that I enjoyed back in the day, but it looks like when they added greater parkour elements in this game, it's a little bit more like, um, you guys remember Mirror's Edge? Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge was a game that was all about parkour and it was really fun in its parkour elements. If they add that as a, like a more solid gameplay element, because the parkour was, it was definitely solid in the first one, but it was nowhere near the level of polish that a game like Mirror's Edge had. So if they add that, like that's already going to make the game more fun than the first one. And graphically, yeah, I agree. Eli and Walt, this looks really, 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 really good. Oh, my gosh. So far. The the lighting elements are amazing. They, they just showed back-to-back one where they, I guess the guy was using a flamethrower, mm-hmm. and then they cut to a, a scene where it's sunset in between two buildings. Amazing how this thing they looks. Really, amazing. They really improved the animations, too. Oh. I like the animation. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy just did a backflip, yeah. <laughs> which which looks looks incredible. In slow motion, no less. So, you know. This is looking hey, yo. really solid. It's looking, yeah, bro. We still got to get through the first yes, game. We do. The first game was fun, wasn't it? The first it? game was fun. Very, sure. very. It's a, a and lot of fun. Bro. I suck at it because I have a terrible character, but Eli was guiding me around that world and keeping me safe, so... I was reading like you. You found didn't you find Excalibur the sword in in yeah. the game? Andre, Andre, literally, we were just going for a regular swim, and then all of a sudden we see a sword on a rock, <laughs> and we it, and it turns out we just happened to stumble across the best weapon yeah. in the game. So it's like, bro, and I'd love to see what they could do with like different, um, shoot, different zombies and different weapons. Because, bro, imagine they bring back the uh, jailbreaker dude back. You know which guy I'm talking about, <laughs> Wait, right, Walt? That's the big guy, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, I've the killed... really big zombie? I've killed, like, this dude who had, like, a freaking... What was it? Um, Like, some sort of, like, baton. Like, a huge baton. And he's, like, freaking huge. He has think, the wasn't that, wasn't that a... Uh, wasn't that, like, a, 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 a street sign or something like that that he ripped out of the floor? Or yeah, am, I, just, am I thinking about somebody he else? He ripped out like rocks and stuff. Man. Yeah, bro. Um, I'd love to see, especially since they're working on animation. I'd love to see that guy in this game because before he w- he was really easy to beat. Um, you just need to dodge around. So I'm glad that it looks like they're getting more into like gameplay mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. Oh, there you go. Oh, was that him? I think that might have been him. <laughs> that might have been him. And it does look like they're going to be leaning, based on the trailer that we're looking at, it does look like they're going to be leaning more into the story. And gameplay. Um, because th- there is elements there where they're talking to other characters, like military guys. So there there does look like there might be a little bit more of an emphasis of story on this in this particular version. And UV... They have UV. I yes. saw a UV uh, scene. You know, it looked amazing. You know what I like about it also? The th- one thing that I didn't love about the first one is that even though it was open world, it was, it was to be honest with you, I felt like it was kind of a boring open world. There's not a lot of variety. Yeah. There's not a lot going on in there. 
I think that this one looks vastly better. Like it's a, it seems like it's a much more lived in world, which we love about open world games. We like mm-hmm. that there to be like background elements and people that go about their lives in a normal way, people you can interact with, things you can do again. That's why we love Ghost of Tsushima because there's so much to do in that world. I mean, we still, I still haven't finished everything that there is to do in that game. So this one, yeah, it looks more lived in. It looks like it's even more vertical in terms of like where you roam around and the gameplay and the parkour elements. So that has me super excited. And it looks it looks like just more seamless in the parkour gameplay overall. I'm I'm looking forward to the to it for those reasons alone. And I guess we got to get back into the first one. Maybe we'll jump into a stream Whoa. or something like that soon. We haven't done one of those yeah. in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it it does look like they they've upped the ante with the zombies also mm-hmm. because Jeez. there are some Bro. glowing zombies, Bro. some some zombies with oh, God. disformed and stuff with huge nails and whatnot so mm-hmm. bro that's it's gonna, interesting yo that's gonna be scary as hell because literally i remember in the last game i was already scared of zombies in the daylight <laughs> there were like ones that ran like fifth freaking like 50 miles per hour per i mean 300 miles per hour and like 50. bro seeing this imagine them chasing you in the night because night wasn't really a thing that i saw in Maybe it's because I wasn't far through the game, but like no, they're crazy at bro. night. They're worse at night. In in the first yeah, one. I know. And <laughs> ooh man, the fact that they're anting up zombies, and they were already insane in the first mm-hmm. game. I'm just like, bro, I'm like freaking terrified. That's gonna make for more of a fun challenge, I think, because the first game also wasn't fun. that difficult. I don't think either. It's gonna be it was a fun little sandbox. Yeah. I feel like the first game was like a just an experience, and this is the first one that's really a game that has the super polished. Yeah, like the first feel. one was kind of like a beta, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, a fun one. So, Again, really, really fun. Crazy. But like, I guess maybe right they now, didn't even the expect trailer... it to be that good, and they were like, "Oh, people love this game, dope oh. sequel." Yeah, <laughs> the the part of the trailer that we're watching now um, has those exact elements from. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm really, really yeah. enjoying about it. Mirror's Edge was a game that yeah. I had a lot of fun with. A lot, a lot, a lot of yep. fun with. All right, let's move on cool. to a couple of more things. There's a few more things I want to talk about. Do you want to say anything else, Eli? I felt like I, you were trying to jump in there. You want to give us some final thoughts, or do we nah, want to nah. move on? Well, Go ahead. okay, last Go thing, ahead. last yeah. thing, because I know. I'm, Go ahead. But like, bro, the violence. Like, <laughs> you could freaking chop, uh, chop <sighs> heads off. Yeah. And it's much Head more, Curb it's stomps. much more realistic. It looks like well, realistic to an quote unquote realistic, in, more realistic compared yeah. to like the zombie stuff that we love to watch, where they just kick the crap out of a bunch of zombies and cut off heads and cut them in half and all that good stuff here. Uh, all right, yeah, all right, and and you you don't fight necessarily just zombies; you fight humans, also. which the first one that's gonna be- didn't have a lot of. So that, that'll be more interesting yeah. to get that aspect of it. And the strategy is going to be different for fighting humans, obviously, compared to zombies. So that looks fun. I got a couple of other things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this one kind of to you, uh, Walt, because there's a couple of games that are coming out. And we've always been a fan of this genre, for sure. Um, but I want to talk about briefly. Um, we haven't seen it yet, I guess. So we've seen a little bit of it. We got our next Forza game coming out. And just mm-hmm. to keep the conversation kind of in the same spot, there's also, at least it's believed, that they're going to announce Gran Turismo 7 for PlayStation 5. 
So we got a couple of cool looking racing games coming out here. I don't know if you've seen anything from Gran Turismo 7. It's scheduled to launch sometime in 2022. I think Forza, doesn't that come out later this year? What do you think about those games so far? What do you see? Well, I, I do like um, what Sony is doing. And unfortunately, um, it's interesting that you bring up Gran Turismo because Sony is not a part of E3. Right. Um, they haven't been for a couple of things. They, they've they chosen to kind of take out, you know, their announcements and do it in their state of play, um, you know, events and whatnot. Correct, so yeah. they've kind of, they've kind of, they've kind of, sh- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no worries. They've kind of shrugged E3 and said, you know what? Thanks, but we're good. We'll do it on our own, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I guess it makes sense for them because it it really does um it does ump amp the uh, the excitement for Sony only games and mm-hmm. their stuff is kind of like not um lost in the shuffle if there's like a huge announcement by Microsoft or Bethesda or Ubisoft you know they kind of have the spotlight to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another Gran Turismo game. I mean, seriously, that that is just a, an, an awesome thing. I literally, and I told my kids this, and you know this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, part of part of the thing that made me such a great driver is the fact that I played Gran Turismo. You just know, had to saying? read the instruction um, manual. There was that was like like reading exactly, reading which was like super actual thick. Actual guides, yeah. I actually looked for it online. I yeah, couldn't find I mean, it because I wanted to prove to people that that was like a good resource for learning how to drive. I can't find it. It was literally what, like sixty pages long or something lot. like that. I mean, it talked about it was, like how it was a huge. Yeah, thing. it talks about like how when you brake, like the weight of the car shifts forward, like real detail, crazy detail in driving. Contact contact size where where it comes to your tires and things like mm-hmm. that. You know how much of the tire is on the actual asphalt. And why you want more tire and less tire in certain situations and things like that. I mean, it really, really got deep. All that good stuff. Yeah. All that good stuff. You know, so, uh, (laughs) you know, I credit my dad with teaching me a lot when it comes to driving. But you know what? The supplemental stuff came from Gran Turismo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really, we learned to be really good drivers. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I like what they're doing because apparently it's not just going to be a PS5 exclusive. It's going to also jump onto the PS4, mm-hmm. obviously with diminished graphics. But I think it's a really good idea just because of the fact that and the guy what the guy said is true. I, I forget who was the one that said it, but, you know, you don't want to disenfranchise the millions and hundreds of millions of people that have PS4s who can't get a PS5 yeah. right now because of because of the situation mm-hmm. that's that's going on with you know these chips Crazy and deliveries and things of that nature. Crazy short. Right. So it does make sense that they're going to drop it on the PS4. I'm totally excited about it. Um I mean it's a Gran Turismo game, you know, uh the what the most thing you're going to probably do is add more cars, maybe some more tr- some more tracks to it. Um, maybe you open up another league in terms of gameplay and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's kind of going to be basic, but it's just the improvements that they make to it game to game is is what really excites me about it. So definitely looking forward to it. The Forza stuff. Have you seen any details um, on that? Is There's a great article that I I, I haven't. 
Well, I haven't really. Okay. Is it Forza Motorsport or Forza Horizon that's coming it out? It is Forza Motorsport. That's the one that's coming out on Xbox okay, so. Series X. They're going to do some more uh, play tests that people can jump in on to try the game. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Another play test will take place this summertime, sometime between June and September. They did one in May, but here's some stuff that sounds really, really cool. I'll give you some perspective so you can you can get hyped about this. Here's a small detail that I'm reading in this article from Tech Radar that sounds really cool into how they're changing the physics in this game. You want to talk about detail and, and realism, okay. right? So let's put it this way. This is from Forza has Forza Forza has always suffered, especially motorsport, as being known as Gran Turismo Light. No, not, and and it, it's it's unfortunate. It's not it's at unfortunate, all, no. especially at the beginning. It's so realistic. No, no, I know. I don't know why they would. I say know that. the perception. The perception is different from the reality. Here. I mean, let's be frank. You know, but especially when it first came out, when it first came out, everybody obviously compared it to Gran Turismo, and the first iterations were not the best. But they've continuously updated and made this so much better. I don't think those comparisons are realistic anymore. This. But unfortunately, the perception is still there. This. I mean, I actually think the last few Forza games have been better than some of the most recent Gran Turismo games. But that's that's opinion. Mm-hmm. We move beyond that right now from, from Forza Motorsport's creative director, Chris Asaki. The tires in Forza Motorsport and the way they interact with the road has been dramatically increased. According to Asaki, the tire collision model from the first game to Forza Motorsport 7 had a single point of contact with the track surface and refreshed at 60 hertz. In Forza Motorsport, there are now eight points of contact with the track surface and the engine will refresh at 360 hertz. So according to this, if you do the math, that's a 48 times fidelity jump for a single tire collision. So that's going to make the physics way way crazier um right so they're they're like really 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 gonna lean into the physics there's some stuff with the weather they're gonna do they're gonna change how you interact with curbs on the track they're really working on a lot of crazy details with forza motorsports so this is gonna give gran turismo an absolute run for its money in realism i would imagine even though we don't know much about Gran Turismo seven so far I, I don't doubt it in the very least. I just hope that they find a way to market this very, very well. Yeah. You know, because again, I, I think when people think about driving games, their first their first inclination will always be Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Rightfully I so. You're gonna get you know? both but anyway. again, yeah, I know. <laughs> I we, I've done the same thing also. I have I have all all the iterations of Forza and you know, I have the, the Gran Turismo games also. Mm-hmm. So you know, they each have their strengths. I just, you know, they need to get out there and say, hey, we're just not, you know, we, we've, we're we past those early games. We're really, really, you know, up there in terms of realism and things like that. It's no longer arcade sim. It's sim all the way. And if you really like games like that, you need to check us out. So it's a new world. It's a brand new world. And I think games. I think. Game Pass Ultimate will have a big say in in how they they do with this because if they put it on there, um, it's gonna it's gonna really open up a lot of people's eyes, you know, in in a very positive I think sense. Microsoft's so. gonna do that with practically everything. I really feel like they are yeah. like every because they're doing it. If they're doing it with like, like maybe let's if our thoughts are kind of closed on this one, let's jump on this other game, right? This other Xbox exclusive. 
Halo Infinite. We don't know much about it yet. There's not a lot of new stuff about it. We'll probably see something in right. E3. We don't even know how a release date for it yet, but we do know it's going to be on Game Pass as soon as it drops, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like Microsoft is definitely going to do. They're going to they're going to lose a little bit of money on selling these games, put them on Game Pass, build up some more of a fan base, and since since it seems like, and this is this is getting off of the topic of Halo Infinite because again, there's not much new about it yet, so there's not much to say, no. but. It looks like what we've seen, according to some of the stuff we've seen from Microsoft, is they're going to start building like like s- smaller consoles, in a sense, that will be able to stream Game Pass. So like devices, like a Stadia. Right. You know, the, you guys are familiar with Google Stadia. It's just a service. You might mm-hmm. get a little small set-top box and a controller, and you stream your PC games. There's rumors that Microsoft is going to try to do something similar so they can just sell Game Pass to everybody. So I feel like Forza and, and all that, definitely going to be on Game Pass day one. And it's funny that you say that, and and you know it's it's not a uh, it's not a criticism of Sony, but it looks like Microsoft is really killing it mm-hmm. when it comes to the services aspect of it. I mean, some of the games that are coming out for Sony are really really interesting yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't have the same kind of reach and forethought that it seems Microsoft is trying to achieve right mm-hmm. here. Because I think Microsoft, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make all these games really really good Mm -hmm. but they're trying to make it as accessible to everybody as possible and i think that's a really really smart way of doing this you know because let's 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 be real about this they lagged in the last generation sony really really took the crown last last they're still lagging in this generation so they have catching up to do with those services right but i think i think this is a good first step for them to make that that leap forward you know because i mean the value just from Game Pass Ultimate, you cannot deny that. Sony you know? has to respond in some so, way. They have to. But they haven't, which is weird, right? They're going to. I've heard rumors that they're going to. I don't want to say that that's necessarily the case, but I, they have to do something. They have to create. Or they, they have do. to make PlayStation Now into something that's not like an afterthought. Because I have PlayStation Now. There's lots of cool games on there. I never use it. I use Game Pass all the I, time. You know, I think I play Control I use... on PlayStation Now and like... Uh, what is it Un- undercooked two or uncooked two some freaking play, yeah. play game? Undercooked. undercooked two yeah that's it that's all i've played mm-hmm. on playstation now and well i guess the last one i would say is that claire my girlfriend tried surviving mars on playstation now and decided to buy it but okay that, i mean the one I, thing the one thing i do like about the playstation now service streaming. is the fact that exactly you don't have to download Mm -hmm. the game and that makes it really really easy to jump into a game that you never had you never seen before and you're like oh that looks interesting let me try it you can instantly jump into that and that's one of the best aspects of ps now that i think game pass ultimate is still missing i think they're gonna do it eventually. because if you see i think they do yeah absolutely but the problem with game pass ultimate is if you see a game you have to download it mm-hmm. and then by the time that it's done maybe you don't have that level of enthusiasm of playing it you well, know i'll give you a little bit of perspective i think eli you want to jump in so i will absolutely let you give your opinion but the only thing that i can say that microsoft that indicates that microsoft is going to do something similar is if you if you uh have the android app uh or that probably i would imagine the the uh iphone app you can stream games on there using game pass well yeah, and we tried that on the CrossGen podcast. Um, it's called XCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a separate but, feature, but now it's kind of integrated. 
it's not great though. yeah but the problem the pro- yeah the problem is on the iphone it's not an app you have to use the browser oh, that's stupid you can on an android because, it's part of because the of, xbox app game pass app. right right and and that deals directly with apple and its walled garden on how yeah. they they you know wanna wanna really really keep things out and, and stuff. epic man. so right so they've kind of done the workaround where it's like okay well if we can't do it in the app you can do it through the the browser and um i i gotta say this we we used it with a razor kishi mm-hmm. which is a which is a um a, a mobile controller that you wrap around your iphone it works decently at home okay yeah. very but, very, but it, there's still a lot of lag issues if you take it outside it's unplayable yeah so they still have a lot of work to do in terms of the streaming the streaming aspect of mm-hmm. it but like you could absolutely it's a play very good playstation now i've done it streaming and it works very well Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 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 practice, in theory, it's a really good idea. In practice, not so much. They need to work but yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna work. Yeah. PS Now is very laggy though. Yeah. No, no, not PS Now. PS Now. No, PS Now is not laggy at all. PS no, Now is great. PS Now. PS Now is no. great. Yeah. PS Now is perfect. Yeah. It's not laggy. PS at all. Now is the PlayStation. I played Control on PS Now. You have you seen Control? <laughs> Control is Max yeah. Payne no, on I steroids. Think Eli is. You, you're thinking about this. No, I'm thinking about PlayStation. No. On the PlayStation? Yeah, I've it's laggy. Never, wrong. I've never had an I, issue. I, I, I love you, I've buddy, it, but you know. no, the PlayStation Now is not laggy at all. I played full AAA games on PlayStation Now with no lag at all. I've tried to do the maybe same the, on the, and the Game the Pass dang. app. Or maybe the internet. Yeah, maybe the Wi-Fi. Maybe the Wi-Fi, because yeah. we've been having Verizon, Verizon Fios. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Well, no, they're they're pretty good when they're good, but when they're bad, they're pretty bad. And and lately, lately we've been having issues with Verizon FiOS. One of them not being their issue because some stupid truck backed into one of the one of the poles here and knocked out the wires, oh. and we had no internet. Good for job. Like how many days? Yeah, like, like five days, days. You know. Yeah. But um, when they're good, they're really good. But you know they do have some issues here and there. The bad, so. the bad. Yeah, so it's probably that. That's why I was lagging. Okay, yeah. Rise and fire us. I'm talking yeah, to PlayStation you. PlayStation now has been really good in terms of streaming. It's Game Pass that X Cloud that has been I agree. awful. I can't. I can't even get through the to like through loading screens on X Cloud. Like I'll pr- try to start the game and it'll be like, nope, you can't do it. Your connection is poor. Like I said, I played. I think. Whole I think it works. Yeah, I think it works if you're on a PC and you have a wired connection. Yeah. I think there it works fine. Probably be more solid. But if you're doing mobile, yeah, if you're doing mobile, it doesn't Forget work. And if you're doing Wi-Fi, it. it doesn't work. Forget about it. All right. All right. So we got a couple more things, and then I think we got to close it out a little bit um, and let E3 play out a little Yo. bit more so y'all can see what's going to go on there. I guess kind of the biggest thing, it hasn't even been shown at E3 yet from what I understand, but this game, people have been waiting for it as the next big Bethesda property. And all eyes are on Bethesda and Microsoft these days as a result of the big merger. They're trying to figure out what's going to happen. You know, they're talking about what's going to be the next Fallout, what's going to be the next Skyrim, what's going to be the state of Bethesda on Game Pass. But there's also this little game that's a new franchise called Starfield. And there are rumors 
that we're finally gonna see a little more information on this game that has been in development and was indeed announced with a teaser trailer in 2018 and we haven't seen a darn thing about it ever since then um so yeah what do you guys do you guys know anything about starfield i mean we're talking a little bit without information here but what's the what's the I've heard, yeah, I've heard about it, but I have to plead ignorance. I haven't really jumped into that much of about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, a sci-fi RPG. I mean, how bad can that? Yeah, be? <laughs> seriously. Right? So it's yeah, it's basically taking Bethesda's usual like fun times in either a post-apocalyptic uh, Earth when you're talking about Fallout. Or ancient times when you're talking about the Skyrim series, the Elder Scrolls series, of which, he, uh, excuse me, AJ is a massive fan. I'm more the Fallout guy. So Starfield, for a little bit of information about it, we're supposed to get an, a release date at E3 for some time in 2022. Um, so let's take a look at what we know about this Bethesda title very quickly. So we could build a little bit of anticipation for y'all. Well, the the good thing, the good thing, and well, the good thing and the bad thing. The good thing is that it seems like they're going to be presenting a teaser trailer at the Microsoft Bethesda event, which is going to happen in our time right now as we're recording about two and a half hours from now, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So that's the bad thing. Unfortunately, we were not going to be able to talk about it because we won't see it by the time this podcast is over. Um, but that seems to be, I think that's where we're going to get a little bit more information, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll kind of close it out with a very, very little bit of information we have so far. There's no indication as to whether cool. this is going to be like Fallout or Skyrim. So they've been asked that question. They're like, what kind of game is this going to be? As Walter said, we know this is going to be a single player RPG experience. I mean, there's probably going to be some elements of it that are akin to how other uh, Ubisoft properties, Bethesda properties, excuse me, have played in the past. So there's going to be a lot of side missions, a lot of great open world stuff from what we understand. The graphics that we've seen so far are amazing. 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 Absolutely amazing. If the game looks anything like this, that's automatically going to be a feather in the cap for it that it will make me much, much, much more excited to see this. I guess, mm-hmm. you know what? So this is what we know, it's right? We don't know if it's coming out on PS5. The they've been working on it's it for not, over a decade. It's probably not coming out on PS5. Yeah, it's. Point. I don't know if they. Could no, it, it's definitely. It, they already. They already said that it's going to be a Xbox exclusive. So, all right. Um, suck on that PlayStation. Suck on that Sony. <laughs> I guess what I'm hoping for. Let's put it that way. What I'm hoping for for this game, with the little bit I know, is I. I still want to see some of that great open world stuff. Bethesda's so good at it. Um, I think that. Maybe, how do I, how can I kind of put this? Because I think that's something narrative-wise that's akin to, not Star Wars, maybe something more like The Expanse. I feel like if they build a world like that, you know, Walt, you and I love The Expanse. Absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. I think if they build like a world like that, some world building where it's grounded in some realism but it has like some really cool sci-fi alien elements like we know nothing about this i see an alien species in one of these photos but i think if they really really lean into that aspect of it and give us obviously the the ability to go between many different planets maybe procedurally generate some of them like no man's sky 
that's that would be what I would hope for. I mean, all I really want to do in this game is explore, and Bethesda's famous for that. So they're kind of well, vague expectations, but if you could kind of pull that off for me, give me that kind of a world and that kind of open world exploration, which I'm really looking forward to, that that's it, almost it, good enough for me. What about you? It, it's interesting that you say that because um, we do have some tidbits from uh, one of the developers, Todd Howard, oh, cool. okay. um, who cl- who claims that space travel is going to be dangerous like the way flight was in the 40s. Ooh. Um, like and and not not only that, they traveled to SpaceX to bring authenticity to Starfield. So Ooh. we're going to get that 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 sense where it's like you know it's not a game; it's a science fiction game that's actually based in science. That's what I love about Mass Effect. And, also, I feel like it was somewhat grounded and, in science. And the mm-hmm. and the other great thing is that um, the guy said that. Um, even though um, it's going to have Bethesda's DNA mm-hmm. kind of cooked into it, they're going to be exploring brand new systems, brand new ways of playing. So it, it's cool because, you know, we all know the greats from Bethesda, mm-hmm. right? Skyrim and, and things of that nature mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's good that we have a now a new original IP that's coming out from them, and it's not going to be based on any of those games. They're they're forging their own path, mm-hmm. which is exciting. So something um, to look forward to. See what happens for sure. What about you, Eli? Yeah. You want to close out with some some thoughts, some final thoughts, maybe on yeah. the little stuff that we saw on Starfield. Yeah, I saw I saw a little bit of a video explaining mm-hmm. it. And it really does look like they're trying to, uh, I guess, sort of redeem them, redeem themselves after the 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 hell that was Fallout seventy six. Yeah, no kidding. The fallout from Fallout. Yeah, yeah the fallout of Fallout seventy six. <laughs> no kidding. Right? Oh, poorly received. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it really looks like it's definitely it looks it's it's basically a realistic no man's sky which is very exciting and it's it's going like you said it's forging its own path it's exploring new territory and i absolutely love that yeah it looks it's a very realistic no man's sky that's basically it i definitely wish that they made some of these games co-op experiences though that's a little that's a little salt in the wound for me because i would love to be able to explore an open world bethesda style game with you guys with the crew but you have your own space yeah yeah Yeah, that's something that's fun about like no man's sky and elite dangerous and games like that so we're not going to get that here but i think that there's still a great game underneath that we would all enjoy we'll see how it turns out yeah yeah all right so i'm going to close not with another game but i'm going to close with a little bit of information for you all and what you can check out on e3 that we haven't even covered yet this is going to be some stuff that's going to happen so we'll give you the info here on what's coming out so whatever we didn't cover y'all can go check it out yourself and of course we'll have posts periodically uh to cover some of the more noteworthy things that come out at e3 you'll see that on our pages this week i would imagine so here's the schedule thus far this morning they had through the pre-show we're already past that um, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase is the next big thing that's coming up. Uh, I think that's coming up at around one o'clock or at one o'clock Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so that's coming up actually, as we record, I'll give you some real time. That's going to be about an hour and a half from when we're recording right now. Right. So we got the Xbox and Bethesda mm-hmm. showcase square Enix will present 
right after that at 12.15 Pacific, then Warner Brothers Games Back for Blood at 2.30. The PC Gaming Show will take place at the same time, 2.30. The Future Games Show will take place at the same time. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be, but that's the last thing we'll see today (coughs) out of uh, E3. And I'll give you a little bit of what's going on tomorrow. I'll leave the 15th open for you all to see that because if you get into it, I'm sure you'll see that. But just a little quick um, going over what's going to happen tomorrow. There's a Verizon presentation at E3 at 9 a.m. Pacific. I don't know what that's going to be about. In television. Verizon. Verizon. Yeah. Y'all y'all are getting some ire right now. And in television <laughs> presentation, I don't know what that's about at all because wow. I didn't even know Intellivision existed anymore. So if y'all remember in television, check out E3 mm-hmm. Monday, June 14th at 9.45 a.m. Pacific. The Take Two panel, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking forward to what Take Two is going to come out with. That's Monday at 10.15 a.m. The Mythical Games presentation at 11.10 a.m. The Indie Showcase at noon. The Freedom Games presentation, that's another solid company, coming out at 12.30 Pacific time on Monday. Venn, not familiar with that either, guys, V-E-N-N, at 1 p.m. We're almost done with June 14th here. Capcom is going to present at 2.30 Pacific. So they're going to have their own presentation. And then finally, the the gaming peripherals company, PC gaming peripherals company, Razer, is going to have a keynote speech Monday, June 14th at 3 p.m. There's a lot of other stuff coming out on June 15th. I'll leave it to y'all to see the rest of that, including Nintendo's part of the show, which I will mention, of course. And that's going to be a big thing that we're going to see on Tuesday, the final day june 15th of e3 but that's about it we covered as much as we could for you guys today uh we had a lot of fun letting you know what we're looking forward to coming out of e3 and a little bit of coming out of uh sony's state of play with gran turismo 7 and of course horizon forbidden west which we didn't talk about but something that i'm looking forward to for sure and that's about it y'all enjoy e3 Uh, we had a good time talking about it today um got a lot of great games that we're looking forward to again we'll post as much content as we can to give you all a little bit more perspective beyond what we said on today's episode and i guess that's it as usual i definitely want to thank you all for putting up with us while we record remotely we've been doing that for a while we think we've worked out all the kinks but if you guys have any feedback on that please let us know instagram twitter at get geek podcast you can slide into the dms and let us know what's going on there and of course As noted before, the best way to support your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, subscribe, and comment on our social media. Again, at Get Geek Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Leave a comment of four words or greater. That's how you game game the Instagram algorithm. Instagram's probably going to cancel me for saying this. But, you know, if you have a small business, if you're a musician, if you're an artist, if you're anybody that's really trying to make it in social media and show the world what you got, just like we are with this little podcast here... Comment on our stuff. Four words or more. We'll comment on yours. We'll raise all boats. Everybody will be a success, and that's what we're hoping for over here. So let's support each other. Let's build a little community where everybody has an awesome podcast, and everybody makes some great music. Everybody makes some great art, including Eli. Eli makes some great art. Elijah draws art. Fantastic stuff there. But, yeah, that's all there is left to say, guys. We really want to thank you for for joining us on this episode. We had a lot of fun, the three of us. We talked for a long time about all the stuff we're looking forward to. And the last thing that I got to say to my crew here is, please, y'all, stay geeky, my friend.